All right, how are you guys doing? Come on in, sit down, relax. You're about to listen to Washington Football Crunch. I am Micah Chen, joined alongside just Jackson Garner tonight. Uh, I think uh, Luke, he, he wasn't yeah. able to make it tonight. Boo. You, uh, you went to the scrimmage right last Saturday. Is yeah, correct, correct. correct. Well, I was well, there in Poland. First of all, was it worth it? Like, Was it something that you really enjoyed? Yes, I was very pleased to get down there and, and just to kind of see the team before week one you know i feel like as a writer you kind of want to have some context to what you're going to be writing about come game week and there was definitely a lot of context to be added and for example in spring last time i had seen this team playing mason vineyard the the rush end for uh wsu was looking to be competing for the starting gig and for I thought that he was going to be a, a legit contender when I get there, when I got to practice on Saturday, he's not even in uh, the, the 2D. So he, he had been, he was working with the practice team. And especially in a defensive line, that's kind of falling apart right now. You would well, expect yeah. somebody that was a contender to, if anything, move up, you know, the part yeah. of the players. No, and I mean, nobody's stepping up right now. Not a lot of talent. You know, and that that rush that rush end is kind of like the the hybrid between the linebacker and and defensive end. But I, you know, he was like he was a guy who I, if I didn't if I had not gone, I would have assumed he was going to be at least the start at least the two deep or the starter. And I mean, turns out he's not even in competition for either of those spots right now. So while we're on the subject know. of the WSU defensive line, let's talk about Pono Lolohia. Yeah. I'm correct. That's correct pronunciation. Correct, correct pronunciation. He's yes. gone from WSU. He started off by posting some cryptic messages on Twitter. Yeah. I'll, I'll read them to you right now. Sometimes you got to move forward without looking back. And that dirt that's been thrown on my name is false. Yeah. Two face. Look, I'm feeling horrible right now about my WSU pick on defense. Just the trajectory <laughs> right now. But, uh, like, look, this is why you don't post. This is why you don't tell the truth. You know, this is why you're not you're not supposed to be honest. You know, this this is the, <laughs> this is the part where you make up some silly little lie, like similar to what uh, the MJ MJ Ali Kaho did. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you want to do something like that? Don't say, yeah. Being the coaches, we were fighting all the time. We never got along. Like, yeah. That yeah. If you're trying to get better, man. You well, can't, yeah, and you I can't I, I mean your stock. I feel like that you know, that kind of hinders your your marketability in terms of how where you go to transfer you know jeff phelps is a pretty well-regarded defensive line coach and well which i also i thought which was surprising to me that the beef was with jeff phelps the guy who recruited him and not with you know mike leach or tracy clays or something like that one of the new guys like this was a beef that started with the guy that recruited him to to come which is so kind of silly, considering that was he had twenty plus offers on the table yeah. to some of the best universities in the country that come yeah. to a not so great area, just in terms of landscape, and you combine that with not having a healthy relationship with your position coach. What was this guy thinking? You know, I, that's that's tough to say. And but like you know, like you were kind of comparing it to Ali Kaho. I was going to do the same. Like yeah, right. When you think Why? about it, have fun with it. Well, when you think about it, like. You know, I I don't have any problems with him leaving because when you hear about it, it's like obviously he wasn't a hundred percent in. And what 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 would you rather have? 
the guy who's only 50% committed or the guy behind him who may not be as physically impressive who's 100% committed. Like, I'm going to take the guy behind him 10 out of 10 times. And, you know, that was the same feeling that, that UW have had with Ali Kaho. Same situation here with WSU. You know, he didn't want to be here. Fine. Leave. Go. go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big tough guy. Like, talking about you know, who's, yeah. who's, who's committed to the program. I'm, I'm trying to make him sound better. I'm trying to spin it in a way where he can appear to be the victim here. But anytime yeah, I, you see a grown man like Jeff Phelps, you compared to this guy that's like trying to make himself sound like the victim, Jeff's probably laughing right now. Just, well, yeah, just and, and well, when works. you think about it, when you think about it, it seems like Ponalohia thought he was going to walk in and, and take the starting job, and, and he, you know he said he said that he didn't feel like his strengths were being used. <laughs> that's what and, you said and, in high school. That's what well, I mean, I you know like. If that's actually the case, then, you know, I understand. But, like, that just sounds like I'm not playing enough, you know? Like, I don't know, like, what are your strengths that he's not using? You're a one-technique defensive lineman. That's exactly where you're playing. Like, I don't... What strengths are not being used? He's not I, I think that, That's the problem here. That, yeah, well, I'm, and that's kind of what I'm saying is I, I feel like that saying my strengths aren't being used is I'm not playing enough. So how and many when, people- well, and And when you're the new guy... When you just came here, like, why? How was that the expectation? So, like, I think he was expecting a little too much coming in, and he, he did have this. Maybe he did have this kind of idea that, like, I had twenty-two offers coming into here. I chose you guys, therefore I should be the starter, and that's just not really how it works. Look, Kook fan ran with this story, him explaining why he did this, which means that this went through a lot of different people, not just Kook fan, but definitely his family, maybe some legal advice, maybe some lawyer-type person giving him advice on how to protect himself going forward. How many people did this go through that looked at him saying, yeah, me and my coach just didn't get along? And they thought, no, that's a good idea. Let's, let's get that out in the public right now so everybody knows about this broken relationship. That's not helping him. Why do you think that went through with that many different people? Yeah, I mean, you know, I it's, clearly I don't think anyone was. I think he consulted himself with it. I don't think there's anyone he was uh, consulting anyone about that. You know, and I think like you're right. Maybe if he did consult someone about it, he probably wouldn't have said that it was because of a bad relationship with one of the co. I think he just would have said it wasn't the right fit. I'm trying to move on. Like that's done. Here we, that, that's I, the ultimate. Yeah, like you don't need to say any more than that. And. I feel like he tried to make himself look like the victim. And, and you know, if you want to do that, by all means, go try and try and make... If you feel like you're the victim, then by all means, state your case. But your case isn't very strong when you just showed up in January. Yeah, he hasn't and, and The fans com- don't know him. Nobody Yeah, him. well, yeah. And, and you're competing against a guy who was just a walk-on. Like, if you truly believe like you're that kind of player, then just go out and beat him. But, uh, you know, that obviously wasn't the case. And, and here we are. So, I, you know, I don't think anyone, I don't think they're that concerned. You know, would they have loved to work out and have some more depth on that defensive line? Absolutely. Yeah. But that just wasn't the case. And he clearly wasn't 100% invested in WSU and, you know, felt like he wasn't being used the proper way. So I think it was a good idea to part ways. 
So Kook Fan broke that story, and we want to acknowledge the partnership between Kook Center and Kook Fan raising money for Halinski Hope. Uh, they are selling United T-shirts, but the E is backwards to symbolize a three. Yes. And if you want to get one of these, it's going to cost you $30 for the premium shirt. Now, that might sound pricey, but I'm guessing that you are more interested in supporting the cause yeah. than getting a good value on a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And, and, you know, good for them. Good for them to keep this thing rolling. And, uh, you know. Anything, any part of this money making involved? Or is this truly out of the goodness of their own? Oh, I I mean, I don't, I've never seen Kook Center or Kook Fan sell apparel before. So I do, I do think that this is uh, out of the goodness of their heart. And, uh, you know, I mean, perhaps it's a little promotional like you are getting good pr out of it but that's not that's that's not the point of it i don't i don't think um it's mutually beneficial they're raising awareness for helensky's cope they're bringing some awareness to their own site everyone wins there i think that's a that's a pretty good deal right there the way i see it better to spend thirty dollars on this than thirty dollars on a michael jordan t-shirt you know it's same same for sure for sure i think i think that's a i think that's a good way of looking at it so based off what you've seen from WSU, you know, you got a chance to see them in person. On a mm-hmm. scale of 1 to 10, how solid is Minshew the starter right now? You can say 10 if you want to. At, at, so 10 as in he's the guy or like ten, like how ten, good he is? He's the guy and he's also a locker room leader and he knows the playbook pretty much as uh, almost as then well as yes, yes, I would go I has. would go 10 if that's how we're great cuz I I mean I think it remains to be seen how well he's going to perform. I think, you know, I think he will do well. And, and to your point about being the, or to your question about being the leader and stuff like that, I absolutely think he's that kind of guy. Um, he does, you know, where you gave Luke Falk a lot of crap for not having much moxie to him and uh, being, you know, a well, or uh, I mean, not well spoken because Luke Falk is well spoken, but fake tough guy. Um, Garner Minshew has that fire. He's fun. Yeah, no, he is. He's a good leader. He is. He he speaks well. It looks like the team responds to him very well, and he looks like he runs the offense very well. The first two series, the two first, f- the f- two first full series that he had, he didn't throw an incompletion until they got into the red zone on the second one. Uh, the first first drive he went four for four and then handed it off to Williams and he scored from like 15 yards out or was it 20 yards out so that was an awesome drive and then the second one was the exact same and then they got in the red zone uh he threw a couple incompletions and then handed it off again and then they scored so he looks like he has control of the offense they respond to him well and uh yeah I mean 10 out of 10 in terms of he's the guy I don't think there's any question question about that and and, you know leach said that he wants to have his starter 10 days before the opening game and and 10 days before the opening game would be tomorrow so we are very very close if leach stays true to his word we are very very close to having our starting quarterback being named but if he's not if he's not named tomorrow that kind of gives an, an insight of its own as to how close this battle actually is and it could be a lot closer than we really think it is if it if uh, he's not named tomorrow. If it doesn't go according to plan. Look, the naturals, yeah. the naturals, you know, high energy spirit. Uh, a lot of factors go into that. You know, being a fifth year senior, 
having that seniority over you know his his much younger teammates uh, helps a lot. You know, giving him that confidence to come in and uh, not feel intimidated. Yeah. Like maybe well, and that's what and everyone everyone has said that that he started. came he showed up and it was so seamless. You know, he he got along with his teammates great. He he showed an understanding of the knowledge, which you know you can go back to him s- studying with a uh, Hal Mummy, the the inventor of the air raid offense, and really benefiting from that. Suppose I mean I guess because clearly he looks like he has a good understanding of this offense, and he's by Leach's side all the time, you know, picking his brain apart and trying to trying to learn from that. So you know I think. On paper, he's doing all the right things. It's just about bringing it together come game time. And that's always the difference maker because, you know, there it always on paper, it always seems like there's a logical answer. But then it comes to actually producing on the field and then it's just a different question. So, you know, we'll, we'll find out. A big storyline going on right now across the entire state is the air quality it's been yeah. affecting a lot of football teams. It's definitely the worst in Wenatchee. It's basically a toxic, just like wasteland out there right now. You can yeah. just, it's it's the worst. Central Washington has it the worst right now. You think? Because um, I've heard Spokane is the worst. Spokane is the second worst. <laughs> you think? Because I've I, I I like I think there's statistical da- there's like data that says. Well, I mean, obviously Spokane is a much larger area and therefore it affects a lot more people, a lot more maybe important people. So it kind of gives that aura that Spokane's the worst affected area. But if you're going like pound for pound, the most screwed area right now, it's that kind of Wenatchee community right now. But the map changes all the time. Spokane is getting just destroyed right now. It's yeah. ruining a lot of, it is, I will say this right now. It is ruining our football season right now. It's gone better over the last 16 hours or so. I believe some teams were able to get outside, but it is, it's, you know, talk about Spokane. Well, we can start there. I mean, Eastern Washington has had to make that trip down to Pullman several times already during fall camp. And, uh, you know, this Thursday, Sam McPherson will join the show and he talks about that experience. Mm-hmm. Just a shitty hour and a half bus ride and the coaches. And where do they where do they practice, though? Pullman High School, man. I don't know how they get it. but Really? So it's that much better in Pullman than no, it Pullman's is? Pullman's nice. See, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, well, you see, that's to... not not at all. I couldn't fly out of Pullman. It was that bad. <laughs> Wait, it's like the, at, the well, pilots not could not. Over the weekend. Huh? When you were at practice over the weekend, I mean, I mean, I, well, they were all outside, the, yeah, hundred miles up in the air. I don't know how high planes are, maybe two miles in the air. Uh, that's different, you know. There's clouds up there, but on the ground, like how you could still see. I feel like it was not a cloud in the sky. Yeah, no, I could see. I mean, it was definitely noticeable. It was yeah. for sure noticeable that 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 it was murk. It was like a, a very foggy in the air, but. I I wouldn't have thought that it was better in Pullman than in Spokane. Better, in, well, maybe better. I I would say it's not as worse in Spokane, but that it was worth drive busing him out hour and a half to come down to Pullman High School. I didn't think that necessarily, and I was wondering that as well because I, you know, WSU was practicing outside, and they they have the bubble there, which they don't like using, but they have it, and they're still practicing outside. So maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe it is that much better out in Pullman opposed to Spokane. But, you know, and that was kind of something I was wondering that, uh, you know, there didn't seem like there were any change of plans in Pullman for the practice and and dealing with the air quality that everything was a go. 
but maybe it maybe it is that much better in Pullman. Well, just because there's a little bit of smoke, maybe even a lot of smoke, some haze, doesn't equate to worse air quality. Now, there's some correlation, you know, it's, it's foggy everywhere, and it's clearly that kind of gross type of fog. That's probably going to be a cruddier area than just a place with a little bit of fog. So, but at the same time, uh, you could have a little bit of fog, or I don't know, what do you want to call it? Haze? Smoke? Smog. 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 Smoke's smoke's probably the best way to to describe it. Smoke or smog, yeah, whatever you want to. You you can. I think smog is more is more uh, pollution, so I don't think that's correct. I think sm- I think smoke would be the correct... It's the content of the smoke that really kind of destroys your, your, your breathing and uh, causes you know your, your body to not function as well. And Pullman, if you look at the map right now, you know, Spokane sucks. Cent- like, Central Washington has been making daily trips to Sammamish just to get their practices in. And Really? Uh, they had to do that last year as well, so this is kind of... I, Honestly, this is this has been a multi-year thing now because, I mean, a lot, pretty much every single high school football team is practicing in a gymnasium right now. Yeah. And trust me, it is as awkward as it sounds. Like you literally well, yeah. can't throw a pass. I mean, even even on the west side, teams are practicing inside are you right now. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. North Shore School District. Uh, there was a. I thought a, Woodenville and. See, like those schools were outside right now. No, no well, at least I, it was a cu- it was a couple days ago that I saw that that oh, they right, were right. that they were inside. So I'm I'm pretty sure it's a day by day thing on the no, west definitely. side. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the Seahawks were inside today. Oh jeez. Um, what about you, Doug? I heard you, I heard Chris Peterson didn't care. I I have no clue. I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, they have the indoor facility if they wanted to use it. So that's certainly an option for them. Yeah, I have a proposal with the indoor facility. What if you built one? Like, if this is going to be a yearly thing, build one in each kind of geographical area, whether it's Vancouver, whether it's kind of that north of Seattle area or, or south of Seattle and Tacoma. Build one indoor facility and then just share it amongst the teams uh, for, like, you know, each each area. For example, like, if you're in Tri-Cities, have, have a facility there and then have a 10 a.m. practice, 12 p.m. practice. Everybody gets their stuff in. That is a uh, everybody gets an opportunity. To that's a very a very s- sweet thought, but uh, who is paying for that? Well, and I and I agree that it's going to cost a lot of money, but that's why I'm saying build one for each area, and the and another problem with that is that everybody's going to want to use it. Everybody's going to want to play in it. So yeah, and no one has the money for it. Put up four. Walls. I think yeah, I think it's I think it's a nice thought for war- sure. Build a warehouse. I'm trying to come up with a solution. I mean, if this is my yeah, no, my, for sure. If every, I, if every mid-August we're talking about this, yeah, somebody should uh, somebody should, should, should solve this and not not just spend just, entire football seasons indoor. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know who has who. I mean, and you have like you Sell have to consider cards. you. <laughs> that's not that's not paying that's not paying for a facility <laughs> like that. You know, and you have to Dude, consider it's, it. It costs a lot more than just putting up a. A warehouse walls, and a turf yeah. field you know no, you, you need to stuff, have the foundation you need that yeah there's a lot of things that go into that and uh yeah no i that's that's a pretty penny right there i don't think that's very feasible for for high school teams even if you are partnering with well with and that's teams why around i describe it as a community facility something that uh everybody can use even in the off season you know it, it's just if it's if it's snowing outside you know, you share the indoor practice. Yeah, and then and well, and then you have to consider the cost to to there. keep it to keep it up to keep Maintain. it up and running. Um, 
that's a lot of that's a lot of lot of dollars right there. You're I wish a, no, don't get me wrong. I, I wish that were a, were a feasible option, but I think uh, these high schoolers are going to have to play in the gym for a while because there's just not that kind of money around high school football. It is really awkward to watch them try and practice in a gym. Did you have you seen have you seen a high? Were you like out of practice? It's a lot of screen passes. It's a lot of uh, awkwardly trying to hit each other but not take each other to the ground. It's did, it, it, it's. But very, did you were you out of practice? That, oh, yeah, I've been out a few. Yeah. Yeah, you just. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's it's like the linemen they're they're trying to block and it's it's very hard to go full speed because well just you see and I think down. no for and I think like this really sets a premium on your on your coaches and, and the quality of coach you have because there are a lot of uh a lot of programs who don't even tackle or at practice you know don't even like they could practice with they could practice without pads and it would be totally fine and that's just something they don't do and they reserve it they reserve it for game day what reserve what for game day hitting hitting in general it's just it's 100 percent you know using bags and stuff like that and I mean, I know for sure that's how that's how UW does it. There's no tackling. It's all bags. It's uh, well, we're talking at the college level right now. At the high school level, they still take guys down sometimes. Well, that's yeah, I know, and that's why I'm saying it really puts a premium on the level of coach you have to be able to run a practice and a, an effective practice because there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of high school coaches, and I mean, there's a lot of like not saying high school head coaches, but a lot of high school level coaches who if you can't hit it's like what do we even do and there's a lot oh, more saying, to foot there's a lot right, more to right. football we can't than just Oklahoma hitting than yeah exactly there's a lot more to football than just that so it really puts a premium on these coaching staffs and what we're going to do to be effective inside because it's pos- it's totally possible it's totally you can do it well at but this point in the season you, how early teams are in fall camp you really are still kind of I mean, you install the playbook during spring ball, but you kind of refresh it at the beginning of fall camp. Yeah. So we're still in those beginning stages, and the air quality is improving. So some teams actually did go outside today. And usually the first few days, it's actually no pads at all. You know. So yeah, no, that's even, standard anywhere. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so we're not going to build an indoor facility. Not, it's not realistic. And Eastern Washington, I think, is getting hit the worst with this right now. Because Wazoo hasn't really changed much about their practice. Uh, yeah. they're, they're still doing the full schedule. Yeah. Eastern is just, I mean, it, first of all, it's expensive to get everybody down there. The players hate it. The coaches hate it. Pullman High School football hates it. Like, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure no one's happy about this situation. But to and to that being said, like everyone, everyone's dealing with it. So, you know. No, not freaking UC Davis and Weber State. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I'm not talking about the college programs. I'm talking about high school, pro- like the the high school teams. If you're like, mo- I I haven't heard of any college teams who are being so affected by this that they can't they can't continue to practice. Well, yeah, Eastern Washington is practicing indoors right now at times just to combat this. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, talking about WSU and UW, yeah, they're fine right now. I mean, but and but what I'm saying is the high school, like at the high school level, everyone has to deal with this. You know, no one teams on the west side are dealing with this. Maybe they do get to get outside a little bit more yeah, than the eastern difference. eastern Washington hey. teams, but they're still all dealing with it. So 
come September when GameStar to be played, you can't really use that as an excuse because everyone's dealing with it. First of all, uh, first game of the year is going to be August 31st. So we got like 10 days till that happens. Yeah. And okay. I will say it's going to make a difference, um, especially early on, because there's a lot of these non-conference games happening early. For example, Bellevue plays Central Valley week one or Central Valley or Gonzaga Prep, one of those two. Yeah. Uh, and if Bellevue can get four or five more outdoor practices than Central Valley or Gonzaga Prep, that's going to make a difference August 31st. There's no denying that. And, uh, and that's going to that's gonna affect, you know, where they're ranked in the playoffs. So I'm not I, – I agree that, I mean, it's a level playing field for the most part, but there are certain scenarios where it definitely benefits. Like Vancouver, I think they're fine right now. I mean, so there, there's yeah. definitely some teams that are kind of kind of chilling right now and, and kind of doing their regular routine. And also, uh, people underestimate how many newcomers there are to the game at the high school level. And if they don't get the tackle, if they're, if they're only experienced doing full tackles, it's like 72 hours before the season starts, and then they got to go play JV. That is not good. That is not healthy. Yeah. Puts well, and, that, and that comes back to before. that premium on coaching. Like, how do you make it work without being able to go outside and really hit? Obviously, that you can't, you can't fully replicate the real thing. That's not possible. But you can't, like, some coaches can make it more realistic than others. And, and there's ways to, to get around it. And that's, that's kind of what I'm saying on this premium of coaching. So, you know, I think you're right in the sense that we don't, we don't necessarily know how this is going to shake up the high school football landscape, but it probably will. And, and I'm excited to see, you know, if there are teams that, you know, kind of come out out of nowhere because maybe they had more effective fall fall camps than others and maybe something like that. Goes back to the coaching. Hey, Luke's not with us today, but we still got to get some UW talk in. Uh, Savon Ackman and Miles Gaskin, they had a race to decide who was the faster player. Now, keep in mind, this is all in good taste. Savon Ackman did run a faster 40. He ran a 4-4-3. Gaskin a four four four, but during these races that they had at a local high school, Gaskin won the majority of the times. Now these guys are very competitive. You know they're good friends, but uh, you know one two in the, on the dead chart right now. Jackson, do you believe in your heart that Savon Ahmed would rather have Miles Gaskin here than have him gone? Does that make sense? I think I made. It uh, yeah, I know that that made sense. And, and in his heart, I would say he probably wishes Gaskin would have gone to the NFL. You know, I, I think they're both great scenarios. But yeah, I don't think he would ever he would. I mean, I think he will take that to the grave. He would never say that. And that's, you know, that's obviously what you want outside. He probably doesn't even. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want in a teammate. And, and uh, I think that kind of is a testament to how good of a teammate Ahmed is. Uh, Ahmed is but you know yeah like what football player doesn't want to play let alone a running back having the opportunity to be the you feature the like, who the doesn't who doesn't want to be that guy and I'm sure he loves Gaskin I'm sure they're good friends but at the end of the day it is like okay I'm like you're clearly going to go to the end like you're going to be an NFL back like you would have gotten drafted last year and quite frankly we kind of know what you are. Like, you're, there's no, there's no higher up. You can't build your stock anymore. 
So why don't you let me build my stock? And I'm sure there is somewhere in his head that thinks that, but he would never say that. You know, he would and, never and come out and admit that. Accusing him of thinking about yeah. this a lot. <laughs> come on. Like, no. Yeah. No. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not keeping him up at night or anything. But like, yeah. You know, if if the option, if you, if he had the choice between being the featured back and not being the featured back. He would take being the featured back. And the only way that would happen is if Gaskin wasn't there. So you can, like, you know, two plus two is four. Like, that's kind of the situation. And though he would never admit it, it's only right to assume that's what he would want. I really hope to get Luke's thoughts on your comments as well as mine because I felt the exact same way. If you're not yeah, trying well, to be the starter, if you're not trying to be the workhorse, you're not a real football player. Nobody says, no, I'm fine as the backup. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. You don't show up. You don't get your input. So, <laughs> bummer, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> no, no. No, no hard just, feelings. It was, it was a cool story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seeing those guys, they apparently live together and... And uh, they uh, they want to decide who's faster. They're both dude. They're both tiny guys. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're both fast. They're both they're both very fast. I think I think they should be. They should hang their hat on that. You know. Well, speaking of uh, running backs, uh, I want to give an update. You know, on because I mean we'll talk Eastern on Thursday, guys. Because yeah. you know, Sam McPherson, he'll be. I mean, it's just it's just all the Eastern cake you can handle. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> that sugary goodness, man. But uh, I want to talk about Hassani Child at Central Washington right now. Because uh, he a, dra- a draft pick on Luke's uh, fantasy team, which why, you, <laughs> yeah, and you you did not uh, show too much. Uh, I mean, well, you kind of brought Luke down to earth on that pick, correct? It, it's very easy to look at his, at his stats from last year and say, well, if he can do that for There's, a whole season, oh, he's yeah. going to be one of the best running backs in the state. But yeah, yeah. Think about it. Who had a 226-yard rushing game with three touchdowns last year? There was only one. Uh, oh, you're asking me who did no, this? No, it was Asani. Oh. oh, oh, geez, really? <laughs> well, yeah, against the the clan. Oh, he did that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know he did that against uh, the clan. That he did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know. Which team's the clan, Jordan? I mean. Jackson. Jackson. Oh my goodness! You gotta. You're gonna have to edit that out. But uh, <laughs> um, Simon Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't mean anything. But uh, Luke fell for the, the hype. Yeah. But what's what's the update? What is? Oh, what's right. the news? Oh, yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. Okay. So uh, Christian Cummings is the lead back, and if they yeah. actually play the schedule, that was worth a damn. He would be getting all the carries, but. <laughs> but what the get to it coach says that this is the most talented group he's had ever since he came to central therefore everybody's gonna get a chance to play because the schedule is weak as hell and they've all been suffering the 110 mile daily trips due to poor air quality and we're just gonna give them all 50 carries and everybody's gonna be okay with it or why are you laughing at that like did you did he tell you this are you assuming that he's saying like what i don't i don't he get the this he said the first part it's, it's gonna be a lot of like rotation because apparently okay if you run the no huddle everybody just gets tired really fast which this is true <laughs> i mean that is that is I mean, a if fact you do it right you're not <laughs> well i would disagree with that I mean, if, if you're, you're running over teams you're getting 15 yards of play and the offensive line is making it easy for you it depends. You it depends on what series. kind of you don't No, it depends on what kind of no series. huddle offense you're running. Like if you're running like the Chip Kelly Oregon no huddle offense, then yes, that is 100% fact. You will get tired running that stuff. But there are some like when UW goes into no huddle, like it's a very slow tempo no huddle. So like 
Yeah, well, you know, they line up, they like fake a play, and then they go look over to the sideline and they try, and then they get the play, and then they re they reline. So like that in that kind of sense, and maybe yes, but you know, typically in a, in a traditional no huddle, then I I would agree with them. Yeah, we I wanted to give you guys the update on the Central Washington running back situation because it's uh it's it's part of Washington football, so. They just yeah. to get a mention, especially at this point in camp. This uh, this Thursday, this Thursday morning, probably about 9 a.m., I'm going to uh, be sharing the Sam McPherson interview where he talks about his goals for this season, uh, what he hopes to accomplish, you know, as a team, what, what's going to make him happy, you know, setting him off. Some personal stuff like his relationship with Antoine Custer Jr. You know, behind the scenes, are they friends? Do they hate each other? It's one or the other. And uh, it's probably the one that you think it's going to be. Uh, also, <laughs> talking like some depth chart stuff with Eastern right now and some games he's looking forward to. He really likes Central Week 1. And he also really likes uh, Washington State. He's really pumped for those. A little about a story. There's You're a releasing all this information right now. This is for, this saved us for Thursday. <laughs> he's the captain, man. He's the captain of Eastern Washington. He's going to be featured coming up here. But hey, if you want to listen to us anywhere you want, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, and then uh, we'll catch you guys back here this Thursday. This has been uh, Washington Football Crunch from Micah and Jackson today. We'll catch you guys real soon here.